grace, we shall be doers of the word. And because we're doers, we shall be blessed. In Jesus' name, and everyone said? Amen. Amen. James 1, verse 22. If you don't have a Bible, you can look up here. The Bible says, but be doers of the word. Everybody say, be doers of the word. And not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Verse 25 says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. You need to be in the word continuously. You need to be in the word continuously. (laughs) We need to be in the word all the time. In the word constantly. I'm saying it every which way I can think of. But the word of God needs to be something we're in all the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It shouldn't just be something we pick up on Sunday mornings, on just occasion. In other words, if I came to your house today, not saying I'm going to, but if I did, would I find your Bible with a bunch of junk on it or a bunch of dust on it? Or would I find it with the, le- the pages being coming out because you read it all the time? Now, you might think that, Pastor Dan, I don't know if I need to read my Bible that much. I'm telling you, if you're a Christian, you should be. How many know that uh, 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 eating three square meals a day is a good thing? How many know that's true? We're supposed to physically eat three meals a day. Now, we don't need to all the time, but the bottom line is most people do that. Is that not true? But guess what? This isn't the real us. This is just the shell we live in. This physical body is not the real you or me. When you're looking at me, you're seeing my body, but on the inside, I'm looking out at you right now. And on the inside, I look a whole lot better than I look on the outside. I know that might be hard to imagine, but it's true. <laughs> I am. Oh, I love what Smith Wigglesworth always like to say this. I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But why do we feed our physical bodies, take care of our physical bodies so much, but we don't take care of our spirit man? Just saying. You know, there's so many good Bibles out there right now. And, I, and you got to be cautious because you don't want to read translations that really don't line up with the way it was supposed to be interpreted. I'm going to say it that way. You need to find Bibles where it lines up with the Greek and the Hebrew because that's the languages that they were written in. Amen. But, but the thing about it is we need to read our Bibles. We need to be feeding our spirit man spiritual food. We need to be building ourselves up spiritually. We need to be continuing in it. How can you do what you don't know? See how I'm saying that? And we're going to get into that in just a moment. But the bottom line is you got to know what the word says. You got to continue in the word of God. And let me just share this with you. I've shared this with you before. You might have heard me say this before. When you open the Bible, say say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm opening the Bible up right now and I'm doing so reverently, meaning respectfully. And I'm asking you to teach me and guide me into it right now. I open myself up to you, Holy Spirit. Show me the truth of the word right now. Don't ever get to the place where you think, I already know that. I already know that. Don't ever get to that place. Because that's what people do who have uh, uh, unteachable spirits. They're no longer teachable. They think they've arrived. Oh, no, you have not. 
I am still learning to this day. In fact, it amazes me because sometimes I was going, uh, I, I told my wife I've been listening to Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, a lot more lately than I have in a while. And as I'm listening to him, I'm like going, wow, that's really good. But I've heard it to him say these things before. I went to his school. I've read probably the majority of the books he's written. I've heard him minister many a time. But the point I'm trying to make is when you're hungry, when you're teachable, every time you open up the Bible, you're going to be going, whoa, glory to God. That's good. Amen. So we're called to be continuing in the word of God. All right. I haven't even gotten past the first scriptures. Praise the Lord. This is all my introduction. But does God want us living the blessed life? (laughs) Is it his will for you and me to be blessed? I want everybody to get this. Does God want you blessed? One of the definitions I've heard for being blessed is to be empowered to prosper. To be empowered to succeed. To be empowered, and I've I've never heard this one before, but God gave it to me yesterday. To be empowered to go beyond the ordinary. Isn't that good? So that's the way God wants us to be living. He wants us to be so blessed, so empowered to succeed at everything we do. To, to be blessed to have the finances coming into us. Not so we can be selfish and hoarded up, but so that we can be of greater blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. What is the key? What is the key to living blessed? What is the key to be empowered to prosper, succeed, and go beyond the ordinary? Being a doer of the word. Everybody say, I'm a doer. doer. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question now. How many of you are doers out there? How many probably need to be? (laughs) Some of you are like, well, I don't think I shouldn't. I'm in church. I probably shouldn't lie, Pastor, so I'm going to give it up. (laughs) Listen, we all need to be doers of the word of God. Because if you're a doer, what's going to happen? Blessed. Everybody say blessed. Don't you want to be blessed? Here it is. Right here's the key. Do the word. Do the word. We should do the word. Amen. But go with me to this morning to 1 John chapter 1. I need to get off the introduction into my message. Pastor Joan and Becky's fault. <laughs> I want to look at being a doer from a different perspective this morning. And I trust that you're going to get this. Because again, this will help you greatly. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says this. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and that's speaking about between God and us. That's the, the, what the whole set of scriptures is talking about there. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How many like that last part? Amen. Now, another way of saying being a doer of the word is to say, walk in the light. How many understand you can't be a doer of the word that you haven't seen yet? That you haven't gotten the revelation of yet. So when we say be a doer of the word. We're referring to the word. 
that's been enlightened to us. We're referring to the the word we've seen. The word that's been revealed to our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. When revelation comes, light comes. When revelation comes, light comes. So according to verse 5, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Well, since that's true, I'm fixing to give you some deep revelation here. That means everything God reveals to us is light. And when that light comes, are you ready? It enlightens us. When the light comes, it enlightens us. Psalm 119 verse uh, 130 says, The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. How many know that you shouldn't want to be simple anymore? Boy, some of you are like, Pastor Dan, why are you looking at me when you say simple? I'm looking up now. (laughs) How many know that God doesn't want us living through this life simple? Lacking understanding. God wants us to get revelation and understanding, amen. And the way that it comes is through his word. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. See how I slowed it down for those who are simple? Never mind. Now look at verse 6 again. If we say we have fellowship with him who is light and who gives light... And walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Let me give you an example of what's being said here. If we were walking in a deep, dark cave together, you and me. How many have ever been to, is it Carlsbad Caverns? What's the name of the? Lewis and Clark Caverns over here. Has anybody ever been there before? Okay. Have you ever been into a deep, dark cave before? Anybody here not been? I want to be serious. If you've never been in a deep, dark cave before, I want you to see your hand. So everybody in here has been in a deep, dark cave before? All right. When we went into this place, we went down and everything else. And if I'm not mistaken, they told the story of this man when they first discovered these, these, these Lewis and Clark caverns. And they had gotten down in there and deep. And somehow or another, this man got stuck there he was left there for a week if i'm not mistaken something like that a long extended period of time and so you know you're thinking to yourself well you know it's not that bad a week you know and so when we went down in there the lady who was our tour guide said okay i want everybody to stand still i don't want anybody moving around i'm going to turn the lights off because it's all lot lit down there I'm going to turn the lights out. And that's exactly what she did. She turned the lights out. And I'm telling you right now, when she turned the lights out, you could not see your hand in front of your face. Pitch black. I'm not talking about a little tiny bit of light. No light. It kind of freaks you out a little bit to be in a situation that, and then when you think about the guy that got stuck there for a week, it's a totally different ball of wax now understand so let's say we're in a tunnel like that and we're walking together in a tunnel 
and I have some kind of light, whether a flashlight, a torch, or whatever, and we're walking together, we are fellowshipping with one another. But then all of a sudden, you decide to go left instead of going right with me. What's going to happen at that very moment? No longer are we going to be in fellowship, are we? You are no longer going to be in the light, are you? You walked away from the light. Is that not true? You have chosen to go in a different direction than I was going in. And as a result, you're now in darkness. Well, I have the light. Our fellowship has been broken. Does everybody understand that? All right. We're going to come back to this in just a moment. So what does that mean when we're unable to see or understand spiritual things? Does that mean that the light has gone out? No. Once again, God is light. And His light is always on. Did you hear what I just said? His light is always on. It never goes out. It never diminishes, not even a little bit. He's so much light that in the Bible, it says in the book of Revelation that in the new heavenly Jerusalem, there will be no more need for uh, uh, the sun or the moon or the stars or any other type of power to light up heaven. It's going to be lit up with the glory of Jesus Christ. That's how powerful he is as light. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, if we're unable to see, are you paying attention? If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're unable to see, it means we've gotten away from the light. We've willingly stepped away from the source of light, our good and loving God. Are you with me? So what do we need to do if we find ourselves in that condition? We need to get back in fellowship with the one who is light. And we need to begin to walk in obedience to him. And whatever it is he's asking us to do. And all the light he's enlightened us with. Now I want you to notice here. How the Lord goes from talking about walking in the light. To talking about sin. Look at verse 6 once again. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, we have fellowship with God, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why does God go from talking about light to talking about sin? Because sin is a violation of light. Sin is a violation of light. Now, many people have a lot of ideas about sin. In fact, Many people have made a mockery of it, saying that it's just something religious people came up with to talk about our weaknesses and shortcomings. And so many others use the term, 
Uh, sin, they believe that the, the term sin is too confrontational, too harsh. But there's no getting around it, guys, and I want you to be paying attention when I say this. Sin is what put Jesus on the cross. I said sin is what put Jesus on the cross. There isn't anything funny about sin. And the Bible says that those who make a mockery of it are fools. Proverbs 14.9 says, fools mock at sin. So what is sin? How is sin defined in the Bible? Well, first of all, it's not a list of do's and don'ts that some denomination has come up with. Are you listening to me? I was listening to uh, the news talking about this one particular minister. And I guess he's supposed to be popular. I never heard of the guy before. And he was talking about how sin is what sends you to hell. You know, murder and fornication and on and on and on. Lying, stealing and all this other stuff. Homosexuality and so forth and so on. That's one of the big reasons he was getting you know, in the news. Because he said that homosexuality is what sends you to hell. I got a little secret for, for you right now. There is not one person in hell right now because of their sins. I want you to hear what I just said. There is not one person in hell today because of their sins. The reason they're in hell is because they rejected the gift of God. They rejected Jesus Christ. Well, you hear what I'm saying? Because Jesus has already dealt with a sin. Amen. You hear what I'm saying that? Boy, that's so important to understand. I want to, let, uh, I want to let the Bible interpret or describe to us what sin actually is. It's four places. Romans 14.23 says it this way. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith is sin. 1 John 4, excuse me, 3 verse 4 from the Amplified. Everyone who commits or practices sin is guilty of lawlessness. For that is what sin is. Lawlessness, the breaking, violating of God's law by transgression or neglect, being unrestrained and unregulated by His, command, his commands and His will. Uh, 1 John 5, 17 says it this way. I've got to stand back over here. I'm getting hot and sweating. All unrighteousness, the Amplified says it this way, all wrongdoing is sin. So whatever is not from faith is sin, lawlessness is sin, and unrighteousness or wrongdoing is sin. But the definition I want to focus in on this morning is James 4.17. Look up here. Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. How would a person know to do good? Where would a person, or where does that knowledge come from, whether something is good or not? It comes from our good God. He enlightens our hearts to what is good. And once that dawns on our hearts, 
He expects us to do it. Or another way of saying it, he expects us to walk in the light of what we know. The good he's showing us we're supposed to do. Everybody see that? So when does sin happen according to this verse? When a person receives this light, receives this revelation. In other words, he knows to do good, but he chooses not to do it. And because he chooses not to do it, the Bible says right here, to him it is sin. Now, what usually happens when a person first receives light? What usually happens when a person first receives light? Joy. Let's go back to our illustration of the dark cave. You're in a dark cave with me. And we are in this dark cave and all the lights go out. We have no light. We have no way to get around. We can't see anything. It's, it, again, it's almost hard to imagine if you've never been in a place like that before. It really is. I mean, you can turn off the lights in here, but we'd still be having lights coming from somewhere. But to be in a place where it's absolutely dark, and we cannot move around because it's that dark. So we're there, and we're there for a, an hour, a couple of hours, turns into a day, and we're starting to think to ourselves, yeah, this isn't good. When all of a sudden we see this light, whew, it comes, we see it. What's going to happen to us? You think we might get a little joyful? You think we might get a little bit excited to see the light? Come on now. When God dawns, when, the, when, the, when, when, when God's word dawns on our hearts, I'm telling you right now, it brings joy. And excitement, it is, it's really beyond human comprehension almost. Because of how exciting the word of God becomes to us. I know Ron, I'll po point him out. I can always tell when Ron is getting ministered to. Or when the word is becoming real to him. When it's dawning on his heart. God. Well, besides the praising God, tears start to well up in his eyes. Why? Because... It's becoming, the light is dawning on his heart. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's, the word light is a big thing throughout the Bible, my friends. It's found throughout the Bible. In the beginning, God created this world. And what was the first thing he said? Light be, and light was. Isn't that amazing? There wasn't any sun around. Sun hasn't been created yet. There were no stars around. Stars hadn't been created yet. How did light come? By the spoken word of God. You see that? Thank you, Jesus. But God made the light to shine in the darkness. What brought forth the light was the spoken word of God. As we saw earlier in Psalm 19, the entrance of your words brings light. But I want you to notice this about Jesus. 
In the Gospel of John, I, I'm not exactly certain how many times the word light is mentioned in reference to Jesus. But I believe it's over 20 times. I'm almost 100% certain. It's, it's amazing. Listen to these scriptures. You can just jot them down and look up here. John 1, 6-9 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. That all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Who is that speaking of? Jesus. John 8, 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 12, 35-36 says this, Then Jesus said to them a little while longer, The light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. And then verse 46 of John 12 says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. So over and over again, Jesus is referred to as light. As the light of this world and as his believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we're called to walk in the light. Now here's the thing. Too many Christians have thought that, the, that God only gives us light simply for the purpose of seeing and knowing. Just so we can say, oh, I see that. Oh, I see that. But that's not all there is to it, my friends. He gives us the light so that we can see and understand. But he also gives us the light so we walk in it. Think about the illustration once again. We're in a dark cave. We have not been able to see anything. When the light came on, we saw the light. We got excited. Glory to God. There's the light. There's our freedom. But we just stood there. We didn't move. Is that what God expects from us? When his word dawns on our hearts, when the light has come to us spiritually, for us just to stand there and do nothing? Or does God expect us to step out and walk in the light? See, you ain't going to get free by just standing there. You've got to walk in the light. You've got to keep taking those steps of faith. Because, see, God doesn't give it all to us at once, my friends. God expects us to live by faith. But what's so awesome about God, he'll shine the light on your next step. And then what you're called to do is take that step of faith. And then all of a sudden, here comes some more light. Woo! Take the next step. And then all of a sudden, here comes the next, some more light. You take the next step, and you take the next step, and you keep walking in the light. Glory to God. It's called living by faith. It's called walking in the light. It's called being a doer of the word. Amen. Are you getting this today? I'm telling you right now, 
<laughs> Where am I at my notes? Okay, let me, let me go back here because I need to say this. When God shines the light on our pathway, I want you to be paying attention because this is important. When God shines the light on our pathway, does God make us go down that pathway? He's given us a free will. It's correct. It's up to us now whether we choose to obey and follow him down that pathway. Go into the light. How many Christians do that turn away from it? I don't want to go that way, God. I want to do my own thing. I want to have some fun, God. I want to do this, God. I don't want to do that, God. Then they wonder why they end up with all kinds of serious issues in their lives. They walked away from the light. I know that's not an easy word to hear. But I'm telling you right now, guys. It's almost like I... Thank you, Jesus. This is powerful. Mm-mm-mm. When the light shines in our lives, it is our choice to follow after God and to walk in the light of what he's showing us or not. It literally comes down when we're walking in the light, we're walking in life. When we're walking uh, in the darkness, we're walking in death. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's pretty strong words, but it's the truth. God has set before us life and death, blessing and curse. Now choose. And it's like saying, here, life, blessing, walk in the light of it. I've lit this pathway for you to walk down it. Take these steps of faith. Follow after life. Follow after the blessing. Do be a doer of the word. But how many Christians choose to walk away? What's going to happen? Listen, if we, First uh, John 1, 9 says this again. When we, th- this is, I tell you what. This right here should be enough to want us to walk in the light. Right here. Because of this very reason. When we follow after what God is showing us. When he's revealing things to us. And we start to walk in that. What happens when we step out in faith. When when we do what we do by his grace. By his divine wisdom. By his divine empowerment. The Bible says this. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. How many times I've heard people say, I I never hear from God. I never hear from God. Are you walking in the light of what you know? Because too many people don't understand. God is light. There's no darkness in him at all. And if you've chosen to walk in the darkness, where are you? God God is always with us. We, We sang about that today. But the bottom line is you've chosen to walk in darkness. And when you're walking in darkness, you're not going to be able to fellowship with him. And if you aren't fellowshipping with him, how in the world are you going to hear from him? I want fellowship with God. There's nothing more incredible than being able to fellowship with Almighty God. There's nothing more... There's, I, I, I cherish those times 
of intimacy with God. Oh, he's so good. He loves you and me. Amen. But it comes down to us walking in the light. Walking in the light. Now look at the beginning of this verse once again. But if we walk in the light. Again, what is that? What's another way of saying that? If we're doers of the word. Right? We actually do what we see. Now I've been in the ministry over 25 years now. You realize that? That's crazy, isn't it? Been in the ministry for 25, over 25 years. And I tell you, this is such a big thing. I have seen so many in the body of Christ today who for whatever reason are not doing this. Hmm. They're not walking in the light that they have. They're not being doers of the word. And it's not because the light hasn't come. It's because they're choosing not to do it. They're basically rejecting the light. Kind of hard, isn't it? But as I said, I've seen this happening all the time. And it grieves our hearts. Because you want, you want to know something? Whether a person is walking in the light or not, whether a person's being a doer of the word or not, Pastor Jonah and I are going to love you guys. We will never, ever heap condemnation on you or guilt or anything like that. That's the stinking enemy. Are you listening to me? I know for a fact I've seen this happen over the years. People who have got caught up in sin then say, I, I, I could never go back to church now. I, 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 I can't ever go back there. Because they feel like if they showed up at church, the pastors are going to yell at them or condemn them or beat them up. What a bunch of stinking lies from the enemy. For us to ever throw stones at you, we would be the biggest hypocrites of all. I would never do that. I don't care how many times you have messed up in your life. I have messed up probably just as much if not more. But glory to God. Thank God for the blood. The blood. The blood. Hallelujah. We will love you. And keep loving you. And we're going to do everything we can. To help you realize. All you got to do is walk in the light of what you know. And you'll find yourself coming up out of this junk. Amen. It's a choice. We all have to make it. I don't want to see you circling the mountain over and over again. I don't want to see your life in shambles all around you. I don't want to see you, your life hit rock bottom. I want you to make the corrections now. Walk in the light of what you know. Mm. Hallelujah. And as much as we love you, God loves you even more. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a, uh, most people know this scripture in Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. How many have heard me say that over the years? And that's, that's absolutely the truth. But you know, that's not the end of that scripture. It says this in Hosea 4, 6. 
My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. They've received the light. They've rejected it. I don't want to do that, God. Maybe someday in the future I'll do that, God. They're refusing to do what God has revealed to them their hearts to do. And then they wonder why they no longer have fellowship with God. And they wonder why they're having so many issues in their lives. And they wonder why things are turning out the way they are turning out. It's not because God doesn't love them. In fact, know this. When you stand before God on judgment day, do not think that you can look at God and say, life wasn't fair. Life was just too hard for me. What do you think God's going to do? I'm so sorry. I know life was harder for you than for them, for anybody else. You think that's going to happen? Or do you think God's going to open up and show you all these different times in your walk with Him, different instances in your walk with Him where light came and you refused to walk in it? This is serious stuff. Because there's no getting around it, guys. If we want to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. If we want to make it through this life successfully. And being a great blessing to those around us, to the body of Christ. Then we're going to have to walk in the light. We're going to have to be doers of the word of God. See, the person who walks in the light shall be blessed. How do I know that? Because it's only the doer that's blessed. Are you hearing how I'm saying this? So when revelation comes to us, when, when, when not, revelation knowledge comes to us by the Spirit of God, what you need to do immediately is say, Lord, how do I apply this to my life? How do I do what you've shown me to do? Because unless you start to step out in faith and do it, do not be surprised if more light does not come. It's not God being mean. It's that you've stepped out of the light. Does everybody understand this this morning? Do you think it's hard to walk in the light? Do you think God has made it difficult for us to do these things? Do you think God wants us to not have any fun? Man, God, I can't do that because that's, you know, man, I I, I just feel like I'm becoming old fuddy-duddy. I won't be able to have any more excitement in my life. I won't be able to go out and party anymore. I won't be able to hang out with those friends over. I mean, come on, God, look at these friends, man. These are my good friends. These are my friends. I get high with them. I get drunk with them. They're my friends. They ain't your friends. They don't give a rip about you. We're your friends. We're here for you. We love you. We believe in you. And I'm going to do everything I can within God's grace and power to see you succeed in life. Every one of you in this room is important to him. God loves you. God believes in you. And he's given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us through this life. And when this, when this word is illuminated to us, yes, get excited, but do it. See, it comes down to this. Do it, you'll be blessed. Don't do it, and you won't. Here you go. Nobody's fault but our own. I 
want to be the one who's doing the word. I said to the Lord yesterday, I was in my office praying. And I said, God, I recommit myself to you. You've asked me to do things, and I, I, I know I want to do them. But I've made excuses for not knowing them. And I said, God, I recommit myself to you. To your plan and your purpose for my life. I don't know how to do this that you're asking me to do. But I know this much. If you're asking me to do it, you'll give me the grace to do it. You'll give me the divine ability to do it. Just show me the light. Give me that revelation, Lord, and I'm going to step out in faith. And I know my steps are ordered of the Lord. I know your word gives light to my life. And as long as I continue to walk this out with him, glory to God, I'm going to fulfill my destiny. I'm going to reach more and more people for Jesus Christ. Walking in the light of what I know. Amen. Do you guys get this today? Hopefully it's dawned on your hearts. <laughs> Be a doer of the word. Walk in the light of what you know. And I'm going to say this with everything. I'm going to turn around and say this. Don't just sit here and nod your head right now. And leave from here but don't do it. Do not leave from here. Just bow our heads. Close your eyes. Again, I know all of us have made mistakes in our lives. We've chosen to go down the wrong pathway. We've done things we know we shouldn't be doing. We've done them already. We need to get right with the Lord today. You know, that's the thing that's so awesome about God. If you've been walking in the darkness, He loves you just as much.